Hey guys, you're listening to Winging It with Holly. In this podcast series, I'll be sharing the fun and interesting things I've learned about birds since I started really noticing them five years ago. I'm no expert though, so along the way I'll be picking the brains of my knowledgeable birdie friends, the human ones that is, so we can learn and wing it together. You can see birds anywhere, in a city or the countryside, watching from a balcony or your local park, and I'm hoping these short episodes will help you notice and learn more about our feathered friends, especially if you have never taken the time to get to know them before. How can you identify a bird of prey species when it is so high up in the sky it simply looks like a moving blob? Well, there are clues to look out for, which my aunt Karen, a lifelong birder who certainly knows her stuff, teaches me in this episode. So before we crack on with this episode, I just wanted to explain and apologise for the bad sound quality coming from my mic in the first half of this episode. Basically, I tried out a new microphone, which I didn't realise had run out of battery. So when I finally clocked that there was an issue with the recording, I uh, I then switched back to my, my normal mic. Uh, but that means this episode has varying sound quality and levels and I just really hope that doesn't affect your enjoyment of the content so yeah sorry about that and uh hope you still enjoy okay so to the untrained eye birds of prey they kind of look like just blobs in the sky unidentifiable uh moving blobs that's certainly how I used to feel um and I've witnessed uh uh, experienced bird watchers see these birds in the distance and know exactly what they're looking at and and that's because they are able to I- identify them based on their shape based on the way that they fly based on their size the sort of kind of aerodynamics of their their wings and things um so i've brought my auntie karen along with me we're at rspb Pulver brooks nature reserve and um i'd love to chat to you about birds of prey and if you have any any tips at all about sort of how to how to you know identify these flying blobs but to start off <laughs> i just wanted to ask how long uh, you're a keen bird watcher I, yeah. I think you've been doing it for years so how long have you been bird watching and do you remember the moment uh, that you it kind of really something really switched for you you something I don't know you saw or heard something and you were like oh my god this is amazing and because it's something you've been doing all your life it is something I've been doing all my life and I, I mean when I was very young early teens had this enormous interest in wildlife um and just all wildlife and, and birds were just part of what I was interested in. And I suppose at the time I wasn't very mobile. We didn't have bus service very good in, in our town. And I didn't have a car. But as soon as I got a car and I started travelling to places, that's when you suddenly find that, you know, the, the, the type of birds, the numbers of birds that you're seeing is, is just opened up to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I suppose, prior to that time, I would say I was a keen bird watcher in the garden Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. after then Mm -hmm. um, you know it was going to places where there were birds and seeing things for the very first time yeah same thing Uh, like the the colors and the the Mm. the extraordinary um kind of look of some birds and sizes of birds and like yeah when you when you explore other places and you sort of see the variety that is out there and in you know the variety of birds we share this planet with and 
Um, and how long, I mean, how, roughly, how long have you been birdwatching for, do you know? Um, well, I, I, I suppose for 50 years. 50 years, gosh. And uh, once you're in your 60s, you realise <laughs> when you started doing things when you were 12, 13, <laughs> you know, it was sort of, yeah, six, over 50 years. But I think what's also so amazing about that is that you've... Um, it, you're still not bored of it because every time, because it's still something you do, you still go out yeah. and purely just a bird watch. And that's, I assume, because you get something out of it every time. You might be seeing birds that you've seen hundreds of times before, yeah. Yeah. hearing birds you've heard hundreds of times before, but it's still such a wonderful experience. That, like, I, I think there's one thing that people learned from the last two years of lockdown mm -hmm. is that that connection with nature. Yeah is so very, very special. Mm -hmm. And I do feel sorry for people who don't get that regularly mm, yeah. because, in a way, it's, it's, it's uplifting. Totally. It, it restores your soul. Yes. It really is. It is, it, it is so exciting. Um, do you think it's possible to narrow down your favourite bird just to one bird <sighs> just for the sake of this? episode i'm sure there's you've probably got a top 10 but yeah what, 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 if you could just give me one one wild one, one bird that one. i absolutely love yeah i think one of them has always been the tawny owl okay tawny owls have yeah. always been my favorite oh. i do love them and if i ever see one it's so exciting but mm. the trouble is you it it's like asking the favourite film. I know, I you know. know. It's almost like as the years go by, <laughs> the favourite yeah. seems to change yeah. with every year, doesn't it? So um, I, I love, I love long-tailed tits. Okay, they're my favourite. Yeah. I love little tiny, <laughs> cute birds. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to say it. No. But I also like big, chunky, sort of sexy birds, like <laughs> birds of prey yeah, yeah. and things like that. So yeah. it, it is a hard one. But I think tawny owls, little mm. owls, Oh. you know things like that nice. um i still find them absolutely fascinating mm. and they still i get so excited just to see them mm. right so speaking of birds of prey yeah. um also known as raptors to my understanding correct me if i'm wrong bird of prey is a carnivore that kills and eats mammals reptiles amphibians insects rodents as well as other birds not necessarily all of those mm. um and also many birds hunt kill and eat meat but they may not be raptors or birds of prey so for yeah. Yeah. a heron eats fish but it's not a bird of prey no, no. Um, but there are three distinguishing traits that make raptors or birds of prey different from other birds um, hooked beaks with sharp edges feet with sharp curved claws or talons yeah. and keen eyesight mm -hmm. so generally I think birds of prey they tend to be like you look up and they're up there right yes the thing about birds of prey is that whenever you see them they're often high up in the sky. Yeah. They're often quartering fields or they're going around in circles. Yeah. They're often on their own because they're not particularly sociable. Yeah. So what you're often seeing is a is a dot in the sky. Yes. Or something <laughs> moving very swiftly. But you're not going to see it in a flock. No. You're going to see it on no. its own yeah. and it's going to be soaring quartering fields because most of the time they're actually looking for something to eat yes when they've eaten actually most birds of prey sit around for an awful long time doing nothing right <laughs> so it's not like they take a fly just for the fun of it mm -hmm. they actually they want they so if you see them flying mm -hmm. they're invariably on their own they're invariably going around in circles or they're keenly hunting something yep. they're obviously looking for something mm -hmm. um 
I will talk about the exception being sometimes when with sparrowhawks. So you've got you've got sort of if you're going to talk about identifying birds of prey, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are an awful lot of birds of prey in the world, yes. but there aren't that many that you're likely to see. Yeah, I mean, let's focus on ones certainly in the UK, yeah. and also ones that are just that little bit more common yes. than um, any yeah. rarities. Yes, um, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we can't. We definitely don't have time to focus on individual birds of prey. No, we can't make it a workshop on bird of prey identification. No, no, no. Because <laughs> there's an enormous book written on bird of prey identification. It took the man a lifetime to write yeah. so yeah if we concentrate on the most common things that mm -hmm. we're likely to see mm -hmm. ignoring owls but okay. if we're talking about falcons and buzzards falcons and buzzards, buzzards. okay yeah um so the thing about falcons and and hawks is they have two basic shapes if you understand what these how these birds hunt yes you'll understand why they are the shape they are right so if i deal with hawks yeah now hawks and in in our country obviously the, the common one is the common buzzard yeah um and but there are other birds that look like buzzards yes <laughs> and a, a common a lot of people i think confuse yeah birds of prey um for being buzzards or the other way around they think buzzards are other things like yes. golden eagles and things that's right yes i mean golden eagles only occur in scotland right, so, so if you're in bristol <laughs> yeah. it's probably yeah. not a golden eagle yeah, you're yeah. looking at but <laughs> yeah. some buzzards can look very very big yes and we're talking about birds that spend when they hunt mm -hmm. they are going to be soaring Yes. Now, the important thing about soaring is staying up on those thermals. Yes. To do that, you need a large expanse of, of wing, yep. which means your wings are going to be long and they're going to be fairly broad. And there's often the ends of the wings have got fingertips. They look ah, like fingertips. They've got these, yep. these single feathers, the yes. primary feathers stick out. Yes. And they look like fingertips. So you often see that. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at a bird and it's flying around in circles, yep. In the same place or over the same place, like over a field or over some woodland, and it's going round and round in circles, and it's broadly um, a, a, a broad-winged bird with these fingertips. Yeah. And it has a sort of a wedge-shaped tail, a sort of a, a, um, a sort of a long tail that's fanned out. Yes, fanned tail. A fanned tail. Yeah. Then what you're probably looking at is a buzzard. Is a buzzard. Now these are incredibly. Um, they're very well adapted to life. They they do occasionally catch their own prey, things like small rabbits and rats and things like that. But they also spend an awful long time actually on fields eating worms Ooh. people don't realize no. that buzzards <laughs> spend a lot of their time actually picking up things like worms yes. and large beetles and frogs and uh, because in fact they eat a lot of carrion which is dead things yeah but they also do hunt an awful lot of insects so sometimes you can go past an area and actually see a buzzard and it's actually in a field, a wet, muddy field. Yes. And you think, oh, my goodness, it's walking. That can't be a bird of prey because it's walking around a field. Yeah. But actually, yes, it could well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also eat a lot of things, roadkill. Mm -hmm. If they can see a dead rabbit mm -hmm. uh, on the road, they'll swoop down and they'll pick it up and take it off and eat it. So mm -hmm. they're very opportunistic. Yeah. If they can find food anywhere, be it alive or dead, or if they can catch their own food, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's really very good. So they do predate a lot of live rabbits. Mm -hmm. Keep them numbers down okay um but they'll also um hunt other things you often see them 
if they're not soaring around in the sky, you can often see them perched. And one of the best places is things like um, uh, telegraph poles, mm -hmm. uh, trees on the edge of, of like the road. fences and stuff. Yeah, fence posts. Mm -hmm. And they sit on the top, and what they tend to be doing is just looking at the ground mm -hmm. underneath them. Mm -hmm. And they're probably looking in the long grass because they're after small mice, voles, mm -hmm. rats, things like that. Yeah. And they will then look at those and then jump down, down. and actually catch them. Okay. So um, that's a sort of... So th that's the most likely bird you're going to be seeing. Yes. And the one thing that you're likely to confuse the buzzard, buzzard with is the red kite. Yes. Now, uh, we're going to talk about red kites, I think, in another program. Yeah. Um, but the thing about red kites is a lot of people even if they didn't know birds very well before, yes, yeah, know yeah. that the red kite has been subject to a reintroduction program. Right. There are, they are now all over the country. Yeah. And these, these birds are incredibly resourceful. Mm -hmm. they, they behave an awful lot like buzzards mm -hmm. in that um, they will also walk around fields and grass uh, pastures, um, looking for worms, insects. Yeah. They also feed a lot on carrion, yeah. uh, but they're incredibly agile. Mm -hmm. And they will swoop down, grab something off the road and take off again straight away. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when you see these flying, you might think, oh, it's a buzzard. But there is, there is a difference. They have a very distinct shape, don't they? They have a very and distinct shape. I would yes. say, in fact, they're probably one of the easiest a birds of prey yes. to identify. I find them, the, in fact, I do find them the easiest. Well, that's good. Yes. That's good. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't like to sort of mistake you for a buzzard. Right, exactly. So <laughs> if they behave the same as a buzzard, but they look, well, yeah, the, their shape, their, their, shape yes. their wings and the shape of their tail was key, isn't it? Yes, so. absolutely. They, they, the, the buzzard's going to be brownish, but there's a lot of variation in the buzzards. Sometimes they can be really pale. Yeah. Sometimes they can be really dark. Mm -hmm. So that can throw people a little bit when they're identifying the red kite is actually this russet brown colour, yeah. almost red sometimes, in a good light, yeah. almost like red, yeah. um, brick red. Yeah. And when they fly, their wings are a little bit longer, so it's like yeah. stretched out buzzard. Yeah. The head is has got grey feathers on the back of the head. So sometimes the head can look really pale, mm -hmm. but the one distinct feature is the tail, tail. Yeah. because it has this in effect, this forked tail, yeah. a great big V mm -hmm. shape mm -hmm. in the end of the tail. It's not like, you know, this wedge that you... That it's not you the fanned it's out not the fanned thing. Tail. No. This is actually a great big V with a shallow fork in it. Yeah. And it's much longer than the tail of the buzzard. Mm -hmm. So this is trailing behind this, this what looks like a very big bird. Yes. Um, and should be, should make it easier to spot. And are there in the UK any birds of prey that have a fork tail aside from the red kite? Only visiting, very rare visiting. Ones. Right. So that means it's very likely, if you can see oh, the fork absolutely. tail, it's very likely to be the red kite. It so I think that's, be, yeah, that's probably the else. easiest yeah. way to, to identify it, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier that, uh, there are, so there are different, obviously different types, different families of birds of prey, and we were going to focus on hawks and falcons. Are kites part of either of those two families or are they separate? It's, um, you could say that they're closely related to the hawk hawks. Family. Okay, so they're not a family of their own. Um, yes, I mean, you know, ornithologically speaking, they yes. are a separate group. Right. Okay. But they're more closely related to the buzzards yeah. and the hawks yes. than they are 
to falcons. The falcons are are um, very different. Okay, um, great. So, that, so falcons. Yeah, uh, falcons. Well, that's... I really ought to talk about the other hawk. Okay, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, is the sparrowhawk. Yes, sparrowhawk. Now, the sparrowhawk is um, is also a it's a common bird of prey. Yeah. Um, and it, the, the female is bigger than the male, which is a little bit odd in normal yeah. animal. Yeah. Normally, it's the male that's bigger. Yeah. The female is bigger because... These, the sparrowhawk is a bird designed to catch other birds. Yes. And because it catches other birds and those birds are actually flying, it's a chaser. This yeah. is a bird. It doesn't sit around on a post waiting to catch something in the grass. This is a bird that actively hunts mm -hmm. other birds. Yeah. So what it tends to do, it doesn't fly around so much. Sometimes they soar mm -hmm. to get a general idea of where the birds are, but mm -hmm. then they will launch an attack. Yes. And what they then do, they fly really, really fast. Mm -hmm. What they sometimes do is they'll fly along a hedgerow or through a back garden. The idea being that they want to startle small birds that are there. Mm -hmm. The birds, the small birds will fly up. Uh -huh. The sparrowhawk will hone in mm -hmm. on one of them. Mm -hmm. They have incredibly long legs. Mm -hmm. And what they'll do is try and catch that bird in midair. Yeah. And then that, that will be the bird they catch. So the the two, the male and female are really quite distinctive. Yeah. Shape-wise, similar to the buzzard, they have these broad wings. Yes. But they have a very long tail. Yes, they do. Yeah. So what I do know about sparrowhawks in terms of the way that they fly, this is how I, I, I was taught to identify them, was that they uh, they flap, flap, glide, flap, flap, glide. So I, I, I presume that means there are uh, most other birds of prey either do mostly gliding or mostly flapping. But if you see a, a small bird of prey compared to other birds of yes. prey, um, which is yeah going between flapping and then just a little bit of gliding and then flapping again and, gl and gliding. That's a sparrowhawk. Yes, that's when it's going in a straight line, yeah. generally. That's when it's going somewhere. Yeah. Often the first time you see the sparrowhawk, it's it's flying around in the air, often on its own, going around in circles. And what that's doing is it's looking for somewhere um, where it can come down, where it spots birds, where it can come down and launch an attack. Mm. When they launch the attack, they then fly really, really fast, um, maybe along a hedgerow or um, into an area where they've seen birds in the hope of frightening them. Mm -hmm. So they take off, fly up into the air, and they then have an opportunity to grab them in midair. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really quite spectacular mm -hmm. because that's all they're designed to do. They fly really, really fast, catching small birds. Now, the female sparrowhawk is a bit bigger than the male, and she will tackle something as big as, say, a collared dove. Um, whereas the male is really tiny. He has these incredibly long, skinny legs, but he can grab a sparrow or a blue tit or something like that with with real precision and then he can grab that and then they will they will either take them back to the chicks or feed on them themselves mm -hmm. so you've got these two birds exactly the same species but almost feeding on different things mm. but so the time when you see them sometimes they're flying around looking for a place to hunt sometimes you might see them going along really fast uh, along a hedgerow sometimes um, they just whiz across the car in front of you on a road mm -hmm. chasing a sparrow so they're they you don't often get a really good chance to see them but occasionally they might even grab something in your garden land in the garden and start to eat it and a lot of people find you know it's they don't like slightly it. traumatized by it. slightly traumatized yeah because it's not a pleasant thing to watch
much. No, I guess especially when if you enjoy your garden birds and then things like blue tits and great tits, which are just so delightful, and then that's kind of what they they feed on. But but again, it's interesting about the size that a, a male sparrowhawk is about the size of a blackbird. Yes, um, longer and thinner with these incredibly long legs, but actually. In the hand, you know, they're actually not much bigger than a blackbird, which is why he can't really hunt mm-hmm. blackbirds because it would be like trying to take down something the same size as you. Exactly. Which, again, considering it's a bird of prey, is just quite unique, isn't it? Um, so that's another type of uh, hawk. Yeah. What about falcons? The falcons. Now, people, I bet everyone has seen a kestrel. And one of the things that many people know about kestrels, even if they don't know much about birds of prey, is that kestrels hover. Um, And it is really quite, within the bird world, hovering is quite a unique method of flying. There's not many birds that can actually do it properly. There are some birds that are able to hang on the the air, like a buzzard can sometimes just hang on a really good updraft. Mm -hmm. um, And they just seem to just, they they don't flap their wings, but they stay in the same place. Not strictly speaking, hovering. (laughs) Kestrels have it off to a fine art, they really do. It's like they are... In still in the sky, isn't it? Yeah. And they and usually I think that happens because they've they've spotted something on the ground and they are about to go in. Absolutely, they, these these little birds feed predominantly on voles, and voles um, or you know they they will take mice as well, but generally voles are what you find in the long grass on field margins. That's their habitat, and what these birds are looking for are the tracks and signs of these voles moving through the grass when if you were to see a film of a kestrel hovering its head is actually totally still its body Mm -hmm. is hovering away and its wings are flapping really fast but the head is not moving and that's because it's looking Mm -hmm. um, really intently in the grass to try and find the voles and then what they'll do is drop down feet first and grab the vole from above and that's that's practically all they eat Mm -hmm. I mean that's again another very easy uh, way to, I think to identify that type of bird of prey is the, the hovering if you see the hovering a kestrel um, what else what other falcons well the other of course the other falcon that people have probably heard of but they're never quite sure whether they've seen it or not is the peregrine falcon once extremely rare uh, now it's it's coming to our cities it's nesting on big buildings uh, I think every cathedral in the in the in the country has got a pair of peregrine peregrines nesting on it are they religious birds do you think i think they're just like high places and um and and these birds a bit like the sparrowhawks these birds are designed to hunt other birds they these birds are spectacular aren't they because they aren't they the fastest bird in the world um, apparently, I mean, I mean, people keep claiming this. Uh, every time I read an encyclopedia, it tells me it's a different bird. Oh, okay. But I think if you actually work on the fact these birds hunt mm-hmm. um, by stooping from a great height. Yeah. So what they do, they've got, um, like the kestrel, they've slightly different shape. They've got these pointed wings um, and the peregrines are much bulkier. So when you see the falcon in the sky, you can see that his wings are tapered to a point. They're not big and broad like the hawks are. They're tapered to a point. And the peregrine is is the same sort of design. 
these these wings that are tapered to a point and quite a long tail out the back so when they're flying you can see them flying around they get to a, a really a really great height mm -hmm. and what they're looking for is a potential bird to strike but they they always strike from above and what they do is they go into a stoop mm -hmm. which and during that stoop they can reach you know 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. they're coming down really really fast and what they want to do is they want to strike the bird on its back behind its head and in many cases those birds that they strike are killed instantly right, because of the the impact of this of the bird getting to it absolutely these, these birds don't see these peregrines coming and they're usually pigeons am i right they like pigeons yeah they do like pigeons but actually so they're not fussy <laughs> they're not fussy <laughs> um and the, but the thing is i i always remember that uh, we have peregrines nesting in my hometown um and they're often on the cathedral building and there are lots of pigeons there as well and people are saying but why haven't they eaten all the pigeons mm -hmm. and that's primarily because the pigeons are sat on the cathedral as well right. and the peregrine is designed mm -hmm. like the sparrowhawk to take these birds in flight right. so they don't fly up and snatch them off the off the the, the cathedral roof yeah, or start just like start a fight with them on the same <laughs> yeah yeah they have to get up to a higher um, altitude and, and come from that angle and of course if the pigeons are on a building that also doesn't work because no. they need to be in flight the pigeons need to be in flight I assume Absolutely, for yes. the for the uh, hunting technique of peregrines to you know yeah. Yeah, they need to work. They, they they will only catch take things in flight, mm -hmm. um, and there have been pictures of of peregrines sitting on their nest platforms on a cathedral, and there's a per and there's a pigeon <laughs> sitting nearby, and they take no notice of it because because they they're not in a position to actually hunt it, short yeah. of walking up to it and just jumping on it. But yeah. I, I've never seen anyone film that. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're designed to take to hunt mm -hmm. things that are also flying, mm -hmm. and they are incredibly agile. So if there is a chase, if there is a bird trying to get away from them they will pursue that bird mm -hmm. and they will try and catch it because they are so fast mm -hmm. um and but the design of the two the falcons are these um these these wings that taper to a point mm -hmm. usually a long tail and that's ident uh, that that is how you can identify them um differently to the uh, the hawks which means so they don't have the finger splayed feathers at the end of their uh, wings and they don't have sort of not thick um i'm trying to say like the the shape of the wing is, is like you say more pointed more angular that's right more streamlined absolutely and that's for speed yeah yeah so yeah no i think that's uh so what we've, we've gone through the uh red kite the sparrowhawk <coughs> the buzzard kestrel and peregrine so everything you've said today has been uh, definitely that that's the kind of stuff that has really helped me identify these birds like just sort of looking at their the way that they fly the shape of their their wings and so even though they might be <laughs> you might just think what on earth is that in the sky these um those things will help of course there are so many other birds of prey that we even have in the uk which we probably we, maybe we'll have to have part two of this episode another time and we can conquer those <laughs> another time but um yeah thank you so much uh karen for chatting with me today about how to identify our birds of prey um i hope to have, have you on again another time and uh, thank you so much you're welcome bye-bye <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. 
Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have any birdie questions you'd like me to explore in this podcast, you can get in touch via my Instagram at Winging It With Holly.